This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Welcome to Disabled Persons Assembly's notable radio show. DPA is the voice of all disabled people, whether the disability be physical, sensory, learning, psychosocial or age-related. Over the next half hour, we'll discover how we can work collaboratively to achieve inclusion for all New Zealanders. DPA's notable radio show, a whole new attitude. Kia ora everyone, and welcome to Disabled Persons Assembly Notable Radio for this Friday, August the 6th, 2021. I told listeners on the last show, I told you on the last show that we would have Julie Wood today, but she's been deferred because there is a far more important issue that we need to cover off. That's the COVID-19 vaccination program, which has recently opened up across the country and in Otago and Southland, food and Southern District Health Board for COVID-19. This is a very important program, of course, and it's the most extensive vaccination program ever engaged in, and probably in the history of Aotearoa. Groups three and four are able to do it now. Group three, of course, includes those of us with living with disability in our community and group towards the rest of the general population. But to explain it all to you today, I've invited onto the program from the Southern District Health Board, coming to us from Wakre Hospital, Room 9, is the Malzahali Project Manager, COVID-19 Program, and Emma McDonough, COVID-19 Vaccination Program Manager. Kia ora to you both. Kia ora. Kia ora. Okay, and obviously you'll be taking turns asking the questions as I ask them, but to begin with, Demalza and Emma, what roles do you play respectively in the COVID-19 vaccination programme for all the Southern DHB? Uh, yeah, so hi, my name is Emma and I am the uh, COVID vaccination programme manager um, and manage the programme functions. Kia ora, my name's Demelza Halley. I'm a project manager on the COVID-19 programme and I've been specifically looking after the vaccination rollout into aged residential care, into the mental health sector and into the disability sector. Great. I'd like to be upfront in asking, what are the benefits of being vaccinated against COVID-19? Uh, yeah, so studies show that about 95% of people who've received both doses of the vaccine are protected against getting COVID-19 symptoms. So this means once you're fully vaccinated, you're far less likely to fall seriously ill and less likely to transmit the virus to others. So it's important about protecting yourself and your whanau and your community. And that's very, very important to get across, obviously. Also, I and many others are about to have their first shots. So for people in our situation, what is the process for anybody going through a COVID-19 vaccination at a vaccination centre, and especially for disabled people? Oh, well, the first step is actually making your booking, and bookings can be made online at the Book My Vaccine website, or you can make the booking over the phone on 0800 28 
During the booking process, both online and over the phone, you've got the ability to let them know if you require any assistance at all during your appointment. And you may require support like moving around, a longer appointment time, help making an informed decision, or potentially even a low sensory experience. You've got the ability to indicate right from the beginning what support you'd like to make this experience a great one for you. Once you arrive at your vaccination centre, there's three main stages that you go through. First is reception, where you'll be checked in. If you've selected any of the assistance options I just mentioned, this will be flagged in the reception system, but do make sure that anyone you interact with is really aware of any support that you would require. Our teams are really ready and willing to help. You'll then move through to your vaccination. Vaccinations take place in a private space, and you can have a support person with you. In some vaccination centres, there is more space in the booths for mobility aids, and there may be even the ability to organise sign language interpretation to assist you. Uh, the vaccinator will ask you some questions about how you're feeling on the day and if you're happy to proceed with the vaccination. Some disabled people may have someone with them who is giving consent on their behalf or supporting them to make the ability of uh, making an informed decision. Once you've received your vaccination, you move through to an observation area where you will wait with others for 20 minutes and you'll be observed by a medical professional to make sure that you're feeling okay. Those medical professionals will then let you know when your 20 minutes are up and also check with you that you're feeling well enough to leave. That sounds a very accessible experience. I hope that it will be for me and for many others and also a pretty comprehensive one as well. Next up is the every vaccine or medicine has side effects. So what should people feel, like myself, if they or we do feel anything post-vaccination from the Pfizer vaccine, which we use here? Yeah, yeah. So if you, I suppose the first thing, uh, the first point I want to make is if you have previously had an allergic reaction to a vaccine, you should inform your vaccinator. So our teams have dealt with a small number of adverse reactions, such as sort of anaphylaxis, since the rollout has commenced. These are rare, but not unexpected. And our health team is really well trained to help deal with these events. Uh, Like all medicines, though, the vaccine may cause a handful of side effects, like you mentioned, and the most common ones are mild and don't last long. Um, And they're more common after the second dose. So some of these include a bit of pain and swelling at the injection site, uh, feeling a little tired or fatigued, uh, a bit of a headache, some muscle aches, and uh, um, and a bit of joint pain, most common. Okay, but it's important just to note that, of course, those can happen with any vaccination. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Similar to flu vaccination. Absolutely. What would happen in the highly unlikely event then of an adverse reaction post-vaccination? Yeah, yeah. So uh, these usually, if they do occur, it happens in the observation space. And as Demelza mentioned previously, our health professionals are all trained uh, in CPR. Uh, They also need to have emergency kits with them at every site. Uh, So these include all the equipment needed in the case, in the unlikely case of an adverse reaction. Uh, And uh, they will then proceed the the guidelines and and contact the uh, St John's. Okay, that's a very good safeguard there, but it's great and it's also fairly unlikely for a lot of people, but it's good to have both safeguards. Yeah. Now, the next question is around 
the fact that in, some people are in groups three, which include disabled people, and now group four, the general public, may not have heard anything yet through text or email. So what are the contact details for the 0800 appointment helpline? And you gave those earlier, I note, but it would be really good to have those again. And also, what other means are available for people to make bookings, particularly those who don't have online access or much online access? Yeah, yeah. So the 0800 number, again, is 0800 282926. And just to clarify, it is Group 3, those aged 60 and over, and those who are Māori or Pacifica aged 16 and over who are now eligible. And if you're unsure of your eligibility criteria, you can speak to the guys at the 0800 number and they'll be able to provide you on guidance on where you sit as well. I just wanted to chip in there and say that on the 0800 number and also on the website, someone is able to make a booking on behalf of someone else. So if you've got a friend or family member or carer, they will be able to make a booking on your behalf and support you through that process. That's good to know. Principally, what targets have been set locally for the vaccination program? We do reasonably expect to have at least, say, 90% of the southern DHB population who wish to be vaccinated done by. Yeah, so uh, we are tracking quite well with our targets so far. So we've already surpassed 110,000 vaccinations in our district uh, and we're ramping up delivery significantly. Uh, Over the next week, we're going to have 67 different sites operating across our southern district uh, and anticipate to have it all up, about 120 different sites up and running at our peak uh, to ensure we're reaching the widespread rural population that we have in southern. Uh, We are on track to offer vaccination to anyone who's eligible by the end of the year and hope that as many people as possible take up that opportunity. Absolutely. Lastly, what should people do if they come across or hear any disinformation about COVID-19 and or the vaccination process? There's plenty of it about it, unfortunately. So where can you direct people to get the most up-to-date information, even if they're not online? So for those who are online, we uh, direct people to go to www.covid19.govt.nz. That is New Zealand's best, safest, most secure um, source of information and it's kept absolutely up to date. For people who are unable to access that, we do encourage them to talk to their health provider, so perhaps their GP or their local pharmacist, and talk to them directly because they're also being kept up to date with all of the latest information. Um, There is a lot of misinformation out there and some of the good ways to spot misinformation is to ask yourself about where the information is coming from and just uh, not assume that just because it looks good or reads well that the quality of the advice is actually reliable. Uh, And before sharing any information, particularly online, do just just pause and and double-check and have a think before you do that. Uh, You can also have a think about maybe where that story originally appeared or who's promoting it and have a think about what other people are saying. We do notice on some social media platforms there is the ability to report something if you think it is misinformation. And we've seen some really good flagging happening on Instagram and Facebook at the moment with a pop-up that will direct people to uh, the source of truth in New Zealand, which is the COVID-19 website. Of course. That's a very important source. That is the COVID-19 website. 
operated by the Ministry of Health, which should be treated as the official channel for all official reliable information about COVID-19 and the vaccination process. On that note to Emma and to Malsa, I just wish to thank you both for taking the time from what is no doubt for both of you and the vaccination team, a very busy time. And also I wish the vaccination team every success in reaching that goal of getting us all vaccinated and safe from COVID-19. Kia Chris, thank you very much for having us. Thank you for coming on on Disabled Persons Assembly Notable Radio today. Anyway, that brings us up to a musical break, and then I'll be back after the break with another just short announcement of another meeting that we're holding. You're listening to Disabled Persons Assembly Notable Radio with Chris Ward on this Friday, the 6th of August, 2021. Chill. 
Welcome back to Disabled Persons Assembly Notable Radio for this Friday, the 6th of August, 2021. And you heard just before the previous musical track, the team from the Southern DHB, the vaccination team, or representatives of the vaccination team, and in the form of the Mauser and Emma, you no doubt heard hopefully their messages around COVID-19. Please go to reliable websites to check principally the main one is the Ministry of Health website, covid19.govt.nz. As well as that, please also, if you haven't had a vaccine or a text or call-up from any means, like a phone call, is yet to go and get a vaccine, please go and do so on the free phone line they gave in that interview. I'll also be broadcasting that on every show that we have from now on. Just make sure that the message gets out there. Okay, we come now to a notice about the next DPA meeting. They will be held on Wednesday, the 11th of August, next Wednesday, in the McNabb seminar room of the on the third floor rather of the Dunedin City Library. We don't have a guest speaker this time round. However, do come along if you've got any issues or concerns you think we should be raising. Next month we're going to be having hopefully the Mayor of Dunedin, Aaron Hawkins, along with Councillor Rachel Wilder, talking about all things council related and disability related. That almost brings us to the end of today's show and we'll be back on the air again on August the 20th at 1.30pm for another edition of DPA Notable Radio. This time we will have Julie Woods as we had to make way for the COVID-19 vaccination team this time around. Very important. But Julie Woods will be in to talk about her new accessibility education game or disability awareness education game that she's incidentally piloted with, amongst others, the Southern District Health Board. We'll find out about that and what else Julie's been up to in the next show. That's on August the 20th at 1.30pm. Remember, if you've missed this or any other shows, please go to the Access Radio app and also to the 
or ECM website where there are show podcasts. Search up for DPA Native Radio and you'll find us there. See you all in another fortnight. Have a great one. Ka kiti ano. Disabled Persons Assembly is Aotearoa New Zealand's first pan-disability organisation, acting as the voice of all disabled people, whether the disability be physical, sensory, learning, psychosocial or age-related. Dunedin meetings are held on the second Wednesday of each month and we can provide free transport assistance and a New Zealand Sign Language interpreter when required. If you'd like to know more, call Chris Ford on 476-7579 or 027-696-0872 and you'll find our national website at www.dpa.org.nz Disabled Persons Assembly, a whole new attitude. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.